You're listening to Retail Disrupted, a podcast that explores the latest industry developments and the trends that will shape how we shop in the future. I'm your host, Natalie Berg. Welcome back to Retail Disrupted. I have a very special guest for you today. Amazon UK boss, John Baumfrey, is here with me to talk us through some of Amazon's latest innovations. We're going to cover the rise of secondhand shopping. We're going to touch on Black Friday. And then we're going to briefly discuss how disruptive tech like drones and generative AI are rewriting the rules of retail. And we're also going to get JB's take on all things consumer. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to say thank you for all of the ratings and reviews that have been rolling in. This really helps new listeners to discover the podcast. So if you haven't had the chance to do it yet and you're enjoying the content, I would be so grateful if you could leave a rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we're here today at the media launch of Amazon's Second Chance Store. This is a pop-up site in London where shoppers can buy return products at discounted prices. Can you tell us a little bit more about this initiative and what led you to opening a physical store? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a store in central London, very near to Russell Square at the Brunswick Centre. It's going to be open for two weeks and we've got more than 4,000 items that Amazon has donated to the store. The store's being run by one of our brilliant charity partners, Bernardo's and all proceeds will be going to them. But as to the reason why we did this store in the first place, really it was a couple of things. Number one, it's to raise awareness for our second chance programs. That's the opportunity to buy returned and refurbished goods on Amazon. But secondly, it's just to more broadly encourage customers to shop secondhand items. Yeah, and I think what's especially interesting about this initiative is that it simultaneously taps into the consumer need for value while also um, allowing consumers to shop in a greener, more socially conscious way. And so that's a win-win, right? When environmental and financial sustainability that's go right. hand in hand. Um, but consumers also want convenience, right? They, they want a frictionless experience. They want good service. They want retailers to roll out the red carpet for them. So as a retailer, how have you seen shopper expectations evolve? And how do you manage these complex and maybe sometimes conflicting shopper demands? So uh, one of the things, if I just stay talking about uh, the second chance store for a second, um, the really convenient thing for customers is they can buy all of these products 365 days a year on Amazon. We've been selling them for a, a, a long period of time. If I go back and say, what have we seen about what customers are looking for? Certainly over the last year, there have been these two macro trends. One would be cost of living crisis. So customers are increasingly looking for good value, whether that's through deal events or indeed whether that's through being able to buy products that have been returned or refurbished, secondhand products, but really first rate quality, first rate um, prices. And then the second trend then is shopping more sustainably. Um, we know when speaking to customers how important uh, environmentally conscious shopping is. And so I think 4 in 10 Gen Z 
customers will now say they will actually look at um, pre-loved items first before they consider new. So really, this initiative is tapping into both of those trends. That's so interesting. And we know that returns is a perennial problem for the sector. And of course, this has been exacerbated by the fact that we're all shopping online these days. I personally feel there isn't a huge amount of consumer awareness of what happens when you send a product back to the retailer. Um, I don't think consumers have any idea of the true financial or environmental cost. And as retailers, you tread a fine line between giving customers the best possible experience, both pre and post purchase, while doing your best to minimize cost and environmental impact. So what do you think the industry can do to collectively address the returns issue? And I appreciate that's a big question and there's probably no <laughs> one easy fix here, but for, is, is more collaboration, for example, part of the solution? So, um, so let me start with a couple of things. I'll, I'll talk initially about Amazon. So if we look at our returns rate at Amazon, it's actually three times lower than the average for e-commerce. And one of the things that we do is we want to try and avoid a return in the first place. And so we place enormous amount of, um, of effort in making sure that when a customer goes to a product page, they get all the information they need about the product, whether that's photos or reviews or all the information that they need. That means they can make an informed purchase. But of course, as you and I both know, sometimes you get an item that you do need to return. And you talked about maybe a conflict, but actually our incentives, our economic incentives align perfectly with our environmental incentives because if an item comes back to us, we want to try and resell an item. If, if an item can get a second chance, we're going to give it a second chance. And so that means if we can return it, sorry, resell the product, we will. But if we can't resell the product, then we'll donate it. And if we can't donate it, then we'll recycle it. And in terms of what the industry can do, there are some great initiatives like RAP or the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, but maybe you know, some of the things I talked about for Amazon around awareness of, uh, greater awareness of things like recycling and trade-in products, that could be one way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, let's talk about Black Friday in more detail. I'm not sure if our listeners realize this, but 13 years ago, Amazon actually introduced the concept of Black Friday to British shoppers. And as we all know, it's now a permanent fixture on the UK retail calendar, but we're still in a cost of living crisis. I think consumers are still feeling a little bit fragile. I think they've been broadly resilient, but they're still feeling a little bit fragile. And so I'd imagine that this year, shoppers might've been a little bit more selective and considered in their purchases. So I'm curious to know, JB, what have you seen? How is Black Friday for Amazon this year? So uh, I think your summary of where customers are at, um, selective but fragile, resilient, sorry, but fragile is probably about right. What we've seen over the last 12 months through the cost of, 12 months plus through the cost of living crisis is consumers have changed their behavior. We've seen customers switching out of maybe known brands into less well-known brands and private brands. We've also seen changes in pack size. Some customers buying smaller pack sizes, lower ticket uh, items, or some customers buying bigger pack sizes because that, that's better value for money. But one thing we've seen consistently through the year is customers responding really well to deal events. So some sense that maybe customers are being really careful with what's left in their wallet or their purse and making sure that they're saving up to get those great deals uh, in Black Friday and uh, other events we run like Prime Day. We've certainly seen that throughout the year and we haven't yet officially announced our Black Friday results, but I think we've certainly seen that behavior over the past sort of 10 days or so. Yeah, that's interesting. And is that sort of why you've run Prime Day, uh, the Prime Day event twice this year, for example? Is that 
Well, uh, I think you're referring to Prime Best Deals Day, uh, the second uh, event that we ran in, in, in October. But that's one of the reasons we did it, because we saw how well customers are responding. And also, it's a great opportunity, not only for the big brands who sell on Amazon, but the 100,000 small businesses up and down the country who sell on Amazon. They also see this as a great opportunity to reach a wider audience of customers. So yeah, they're the reasons that we did. Right. Now, JB, when we've spoken in the past, you've made the point about shoppers always wanting something more, something better, you know, even if they don't realize it themselves. And I think Amazon genuinely does have a relentless dissatisfaction with the status quo. And I think that's what's led you to become one of the most influential businesses of the 21st century. But as we all know, the only constant in this industry is change. And as we look to the future, there's even more disruption on the horizon. So how do you ensure that you continue to disrupt rather than being disrupted? Well, probably not the, the, the way I would phrase it, Natalie, but um, what Amazon has done for the last 25 years since we've been in the UK is, as you know, is we, we talk about this notion of customer obsession. So really thinking about what is it that customers want? And what we've looked to do is focus on the things that are going to be true for customers in the long run. So we think customers are going to want to have more products to choose from than fewer. We think they're going to want lower prices, not higher prices, and we're going to want more convenient delivery options. One of the innovations um, that uh, you talked about that we're going to be bringing to the UK next year, really exciting, is drone delivery, uh, as an example. So we're a business that's been very focused on customers. We've also been a business that's been really focused on innovation and thinking about what is it that we can offer that the customer doesn't have today and do we think that would be significantly different. We've done it for 25 years. I hope we're going to be doing it for at least 25 years and beyond. Great. We're going to end with a two-part question, if that's okay. okay. So it's nearly December, which means the retail predictions are rolling in thick and fast. So first of all, I'd love to get your outlook on the consumer. How resilient do you think consumers will be as we look ahead to 2024? And then are there any more, any particular technologies or innovations that you're excited about as we move into the new year? So um, I, I think you summarized it really well. I think consumers have been more resilient probably this year than most people expected, but they're still fragile. Mm -hmm. And there's still a you know high degree of uncertainty uh, out there. So I, I don't have uh, a crystal ball or, or maybe a, a, a better summary than that. And in terms of, um, what was the second question? Was it predictions for next year? Um, you can give me predictions <laughs> or just general technologies or innovations that you're excited yeah, about. Is it drones? Is sorry. it AI? Yeah, so very excited. I, I think I'll probably talk about three things. I think one, I talked about drone delivery. We're going to be bringing to the UK next year. Uh, so really excited about that. I think the second thing, generative AI really sprang into the public consciousness earlier this year uh, with ChatGPT, every single business at Amazon is thinking about how generative AI is going to change the customer experience, the employee experience. We've been doing AI Amazon for 25 years. Generative AI is, I think, a real game changer. We're really excited uh, about what the opportunities are there. And then the last area, something we've talked about in the past, Natalie, is probably physical grocery. You know, if you speak to um, or if you listen to Andy Jassy, our CEO, he talks about what the big bets we're making as, uh, as a company and physical grocery is there. So, as you know, we've got about 20 stores uh, in the UK. We've been changing lots of things, experimenting, but I remain really optimistic about what we're going to be doing in that space in the future. Fantastic. JB, as always, wonderful to chat to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Natalie.
Thank you for listening to Retail Disrupted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please leave a rating or review or share it with others. It really makes a difference.